Hello, my name is Christopher Domicio. This is a very good novel, Coronavirus, uh, Chapter 22, The Foreclosure and Eviction Pandemic. And if you want to find the whole thing, including all the podcast episodes and the whole thing in print, it's free at AVeryGoodNovel.com. Enjoy! Chapter 22, The Foreclosure and Eviction Pandemic. On the 6th of July, the Trump administration passed words to state and local governments that any moratoriums on evictions or foreclosures had to be lifted. Most states had put measures into place in April that made it illegal for landlords to evict tenants for non-payment of rent and which made it illegal for banks to foreclose for lack of mortgage payments. The banks and landlords have been clamoring to get eviction and foreclosure authority back. Trump believed that it made sense to end all of the pandemic measures. He declared the country open for business and demanded that California and other states reopen their borders, theme parks, and airports. Tens of thousands of eviction notices went out across the Southwest, the South, the Midwest, and the Southwest. And the Southeast. Foreclosure proceedings were started in numbers that hadn't been seen since the Great Recession back in 2008 and quickly exceeded those numbers. If all the evictions and foreclosure notices that were generated in the following two weeks had been complied with, there would have been millions of newly minted homeless across the country. California and the block of states who stood with her chose not to comply. Governor Newsom had been referring to California as a nation and a nation state for quite a long time. In his daily briefing, Trump demanded that the states comply. Failure to comply will be seen as treason, he declared. It was the moment Newsom had been waiting for. He called a news conference. It was ignored by the Trump-controlled media, but live-streamed on Facebook, Twitter, CBS, and ABC. Most of the world got it. He began by reading the opening lines of the American Declaration of Independence. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bonds which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it's the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness." Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. With that, Newsom got to the heart of the matter. We in California have watched in horror while the President of the United States has imprisoned his political opponents, alienated our allies, put children in cages, enforced racist and misogynist policies, and destroyed the very heart of the United States of America. We and our allies in Washington State, Oregon, Nevada, and Hawaii, among other states, have borne witness to the tragedy and sadness as our nation has been ripped apart by this pandemic, by the extreme wealth disparity, the extreme racism, and the hatred of our fellow human beings. We can watch and hope for this horror to abate no longer. 
From this moment, California is declaring her secession from the United States of America. We are breaking from the Union. The California National Guard has secured all military bases and equipment within our borders. All United States federal employees, troops, and equipment have been conscripted into the nation of California's service. We call on all states who share our cause to join us in a new confederal union. For those who choose not to be citizens of California, we offer free passage to you from our country. We do not seek war, and we hope that our differences with the United States can be resolved peacefully and with diplomacy, but we can no longer trust that the intentions of the United States government represent the best interests of our people. The California Treasury has decided it is no longer appropriate nor safe to use American currency, and we have converted all of our dollar holdings to Bitcoin because we have evaluated it and consider it safer than any other monetary unit. Over the next 30 days, Californians are encouraged to exchange their U.S. dollar holdings for Bitcoin through the Treasury, Coinbase, or other California-controlled exchanges. For those Americans outside of California who have families serving in the U.S. Armed Forces, we do not want you to worry. We are giving service members the choice of continuing to serve in return for citizenship in the nation of California or safe passage within the, with their civilian belongings to our borders. Through a series of secret negotiations with high-ranking U.S. military officials not friendly to the Trump regime, Newsom had come to this arrangement. Those officers and high-ranking enlisted that were unwilling or known to be Trump supporters had been rounded up and incarcerated in the hours before Newsom's announcement. There were surprisingly few of the educated officer elites who were not alarmed by Trump's actions on the 4th of July, and for most of them, California offered a lifeline that far exceeded the risks of continuing to serve a deranged and power-mad President Trump. Newsom motioned to the sidelines off camera. A number of generals and admirals joined him on the stage. I'd like to introduce our California Joint Chiefs of Staff who are currently in control of every military installation in the state of California. This, by the way, was a bloodless transfer of power. No lives were lost. One of the admirals stepped forward and whispered in Newsom's ear. Newsom smiled. I have good news, he said. Our allies in the Kingdom of Hawaii and the newly formed country of Cascadia, which was formerly called the states of Washington and Oregon. They've joined our cause. Admiral Yost tells me that all military installations in Hawaii and in Cascadia have also undergone a peaceful and bloodless change of power. Newsom became serious. These are unprecedented times. The President of the United States has called us traitors and rebels, but nothing could be further from the truth. Our loyalty has never been stronger, but is not to the bankers, the corporate elites, or the blood-sucking leeches who have sent people to their deaths for the cause of profits. Our loyalty is to our people. The Trump decrees, which would have turned tens of millions of Californians, Hawaiians, and Cascadians out into the streets, and which would have made our citizens homeless and put them in unfathomable danger, these were unconstitutional and unjust. It is our hope that someday the great nation, which was the USA, can be reunited and leave behind the legacies of slavery, racism, genocide, greed, theft, and economic injustice, which it was built upon. Perhaps it is no coincidence that the states that fought for slavery now stand with Trump and his cronies. Perhaps it's no coincidence that the Plains states where government genocide was used as policy against Native American tribes stand with Trump. Perhaps it's no coincidence that Nazis and racists flocked to his banner. This is a sad day for America, Newsom said. The experiment has failed. However, take hope in the fact that California, Cascadia, and Hawaii stand ready to right the wrongs of the past. As we look to the poor, the exploited, the tired, and the hungry who are being exploited and used, we Californians will continue working to defeat the pandemic, to defeat racism, and to defeat poverty, hatred, and injustice. It is with great hope that we look to the future when we can once again open our borders and declare to the world, Give us your poor, your tired, your hungry. 
Newsom ended the conference with the former heads of California's FBI, CIA, NSA, and other intelligence agencies bringing him documents, shaking his hand, and chatting with him. All of this was planned theater, meant to show the Trump regime that it no longer had any sort of legitimate power in California. As the country where Hollywood lives, California had no shortage of talented propagandists, and Newsom was quick to put them all to work. With almost no exceptions, the leadership and Trump-supporting rank and file of ICE, the Border Patrol, and the other armed services were taken into custody and housed with other high-ranking Trump loyalists at the former Tule Lake Isolation Center, Alcatraz, and in ICE immigration detention centers throughout the state. The immigrants being held in detention centers were immediately released regardless of nationality. Trump's reaction was, of course, outrage. He demanded that nuclear missiles be prepared, only to be reminded that California, Cascadia, and Hawaii were also in control of nukes. Trump raged for days about how this had been allowed to happen. He vowed that he would not continue and it would be done and began... He vowed that it would not continue and he began purges within the military within days. There were masses of defections of high-ranking officers and enlisted within the first week of California's independence, not from California, but to it. Troops from California deserted almost immediately and set off to their home state using military equipment and transport. Newsom had debated calling California troops back or getting word through to the troops before declaring independence, but the risk of word being leaked was too high. California troops concentrated on the desert counties in Southern California first, rounding up known Trump supporters and those with white nationalists or militia sympathies. Newsom knew that the more sparsely populated counties in the far north of California would be a future mess that would have to be cleaned up. Within days, the independent state of Jefferson, spanning the borders between Oregon and California, had declared independence from California and sworn loyalty to the United States. Newsom didn't want a shooting war and coordinated with Oregon to set up a blockade around Jefferson. In Oregon and Washington, the governors faced similar issues east of the Cascade Mountains. There were some skirmishes, but for the most part, Newsom and the other governors had done a good job of taking the outliers out before they knew what was happening. Nevada requested annexation to the nation of California. California troops moved in and fortified the new eastern border. The countries of France, Germany, Italy, China, Canada, Mexico, and smaller countries in South America, Latin America, Africa, and Asia quickly offered recognition to California and began negotiating trade and diplomatic relations. Russia, the United Kingdom, Turkey, Iraq, Saudi Arabia... Dubai, Brazil, India, Afghanistan, and Pakistan all condemned the secessions and refused to have any dealings with the new nation. It didn't really matter. The world was mostly shut down anyway. Meanwhile, in what was left of the United States, evictions and foreclosures were moving forward on a mass scale while the revived pandemic spread like fire in a newspaper factory. Trump raged behind closed doors, powerless to take revenge. His fast reaction with the purges, however, had saved him from similar uprisings in the Northeast, Michigan, and Illinois. There were still 45 states in the USA, but just barely. And that is the end of Chapter 22. You guys can find the whole thing at AVeryGoodNovel.com. Aloha.